0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What? It's Monday, August 22nd. What's What? is a daily podcast that explores current events,
1: culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes
0: features and interviews exclusively from WFUV.
1: I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And
0: I'm Taylor Massetta. Let's get into What's What? In a press conference this morning, Governor Hochul announced that New York State will follow the updated CDC guidelines for the upcoming school year.
1: Yeah, Taylor, they want kids to stay in school as much as possible. And
2: in the days of sending an entire classroom home because one person was symptomatic or test positive, those days are over.
0: That means if a student or faculty member is exposed, they'll still be allowed to come in, if they test negative, of course.
1: Schools will also be required to send home testing kits to anyone who is exposed or show symptoms.
0: People who test positive will still have to quarantine for five days. Then they'll return to school, but will stay masked up for another five days.
1: While precautions for COVID-19 are easing up, New York State is ramping up efforts to protect people from monkeypox.
0: Yeah, Nicoletta, the New York State Department of Health just confirmed someone under 18 tested positive for the virus. It's the first reported case in that age group.
1: Up until this
0: point, all reported cases have been found in adults. So New York has almost 3,000 cases of monkeypox. That makes up a quarter of all cases across the country. And while the
1: majority of the cases have been men, 18 women have also tested positive in New York State. With cases on the rise, health officials are urging New Yorkers to be very careful. They recommend avoiding skin-to-skin contact with anyone who has tested positive or has symptoms.
0: Residents should also check with their local health department to see if they are eligible to get the vaccine.
1: Anyone who has already gotten the vaccine should go in for a second dose within four weeks of their first shot. NYC is also keeping its eye on another virus. It's been nearly two weeks since researchers discovered polio in New York City wastewater. Polio mainly travels through feces and contaminated water, which means it could be circulating through the city undetected.
0: Health officials aren't too concerned about an outbreak just yet, but are urging people to check if they were vaccinated for polio. The CDC says that three
1: doses of the polio vaccine provide 99% protection. Problem is, many people don't even know if they're fully vaccinated.
0: That's because most people get the vaccine as infants and just don't remember. And if you've moved from state to state, it may be hard to find these records.
1: Luckily, most young people can find their records thanks to the immunization information systems. This resource launched in 1992 and documents childhood vaccinations.
0: If you can't find your records there, your best bet is to reach out to your childhood health care provider or to ask a parent or guardian.
1: New York is closely watching the situation, and only one symptomatic case has been recorded in the state so far. Well, New Yorkers are spinning here waiting for you, Harry. For the next few weeks, Madison Square Garden is going to be Harry's house.
0: Harry Styles is hosting a 15-concert residency at the Garden. Every show is already sold out. Fans will be able to sing along to Watermelon
1: Sugar, Late Night Talking, and even What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. Styles is
0: also having a little fun with his fans. At one of his shows this past weekend, he took one fan's phone and gave her ex-boyfriend a phone call.
1: Imagine picking up a call from your ex and it's Harry
0: Styles. I'd never be able to live that down. Anyway, Styles will be hanging around NYC until September 21st. Drinks, books, and community
1: were the center of the New York Public Library's recent rooftop book reading.
0: It was one of many events the library has hosted in partnership with an outside organization to highlight an inclusive collection of offers.
1: Now that New York City is returning to in-person events after years of virtual gatherings, it's only natural that the library joins in on the fun. Here's WFUV's Emma Lipkind with more.
2: The New York Public Library serves as a community center for all New Yorkers. So after two years of virtual events, the library is making strides to reunite people in person under their roof, or in this case, on them. On July 29th, the public library hosted a rooftop book reading event with the Asian American Writers Workshop to bring new, diverse authors to the community. Jeffrey Udine is the executive director of the Asian American Writers Workshop, which aims to foster creative writing by Asian Americans. She says it's important to show the variety of what's in the literary world.
3: I think events like this and diversifying the lineups at events like this are really important for just demonstrating how diverse the Asian-American literary
2: canon is. During the event, everyone was basking in the scenic views from the new rooftop at the Stavros Niarchos Foundation Library in Midtown. People were drinking, mingling, and even doing puzzles in the indoor area. At the Sunken Garden, all ears were on Daphne Palasi-Andreatis and Zane Khalid. The events featured writers. Despite some drizzling, each author proudly shared an excerpt from their books.
0: We live in the dregs of Queens, New York, where airplanes fly so low that we are certain they will crush us.
2: That was Daphne Palassi-Andreatis, reading the opening line from her debut novel, Brown Girls. A Queens native, she meshes poetry and literature, reality and fiction, to capture her perspective on immigrant life in the borough. After the readings, event goers were eager to chat with authors Daphne and Zane, as well as get their new book signed.
3: So it's really, really
0: amazing to get to share that work that I've been um, working on for for this book for four years and then to meet readers face to face um, and just thank them.
2: Connecting readers and writers was one of reason for the event, says the library's events coordinator Aidan Flax-Clark. But he says it's also the New York Public Library's priority to represent authors with varied backgrounds. I spoke with Aiden about the importance of partnering with organizations like the Asian American Writers Workshop.
1: It's important for us, broadly speaking, to be very attentive to all of the people that the New York Public Library serves. And that's all of New York. Events like this can be a small antidote saying, you know, this isn't politics. These are people with lives and human dignity. And here's some amazing work that is
3: happening in some of these communities.
2: The library brings people together, but it's also a space for new ideas, opportunities, and, of course, books. Now that people are able to gather in person more easily, the library will be hosting many more events. You can catch the next Rooftop Book Reading and Happy Hour on Friday, August 26th. I'm Emma Lipkind with WFUV News.
0: That was WFUV's Emma Lipkin talking about the New York Public Library's Rooftop Happy Hour and Book Reading.
2: Now let's head to
1: the world of sports with WFUV's Mike Calamari. So, Mike, have the Yankees bounced back yet?
4: I'm not sure if they have bounced back, but they got a big win Sunday afternoon beating Toronto Blue Jays 4-2. to It's a struggling Yankee offense, but they got a much-needed two-run home run by Benintendi in the eighth to give New York the lead. Lou Trevino came in a relief in the seventh inning and collected the final seven outs of the game to close it out and earn the Bronx Bombers their first win in nearly four games. The Yankees are 78-48, and 48, still first place in the AL East, but they still have struggled in the month of August collecting just five wins. Now they will be tested by the Mets in a two-game series at home starting Monday night. The Mets are coming off a series win versus the Phillies. They will have their two best pitchers, Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, for both of the games. The Mets also have a four-game lead in the NL East and the second-best record in baseball. It's going to be a great game and a huge test for the Yankees. Every Monday, we give you the FUV Sports Spotlight. It's where we feature stories from one-on-one New York's longest-running sports call-in show. This is Michael Kay. Ryan Gregoire and Sam Davis catch up with the Yankees broadcaster and WFUV alum, Michael Kay. Kay touches on the greatness of the late Vin Scully, who recently passed away at the age of 94. Scully, a founding member of WFUV, inspired generations of students to become sports broadcasters. Listen to Michael Kay talk about meeting Vin and what made Vin so special as a person. Um, talked about meeting Vin in 1999, right before the MLB season that year. Can you kind of just walk us through what that experience was like and what it was like knowing Vince going on a personal level?
3: Well, I had never met him before that time. Uh, and the Yankees were in L.A. to have an exhibition game against the Dodgers before the 1999 season started. And I was thinking about it for days. I wanted to meet this guy so badly, you know, the Fordham connection, the fact that uh, he's the gold standard for broadcasters. and I'm pacing back and forth. How is I going to introduce myself? And um, I saw Keith Oberman, who's a friend of, of uh, Vin Scully, and uh, I know him very well. And he just said, what's up? And I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to introduce myself to Scully. He goes, I'll do it. No no problem. And and Vin could not have been nicer. And I said, nice to meet you, Mr. Scully. He said, no, please call me Vin. And I took pictures with me. And we spoke for a long time about the Fordham connection, about both of the teams that that we covered and he was everything that you'd want him to be uh, and that you would hope that uh, uh, your hero would be when you get to meet him. He was just great.
1: Going off that kind of Michael, I mean, we all, you know, have, have heard from Vin Scully as the broadcaster, but what made Vin so special as a person?
3: You know, it was just that he, he always seemed like he had time for people and because Vin Scully was a stop in the press box for every writer and broadcaster that came through. I wasn't the only one that felt like that about Vin Scully. Everybody did. So if the Mets came through, well, guys like Mike Puma, who's also an FUV uh, alum, uh, they wanted to talk to Vin Scully, Kevin Kernan. You could go up and down the list of the broadcasters. And he always had time, and he was always pleasant, and he was always friendly. He had great respect for the print media as well. A lot of uh, electronic media doesn't have that same kind of respect. I just, I've never seen him when I was around him, ever be rude to anybody, always have time. He's always has time for somebody. And it's not just a cursory hello. He actually says, you know, he, he kind of sings that hello greeting. Well, hello, how are you? I mean, just, he made you feel very, very, very special. So, um, you know, people say, well, what do you take away from him broadcasting wise? Well, I can't, I can't do what he does. I don't have the the verbal dexterity or, or the the skill set to do what Vin Scully does. I don't think any broadcaster does, but I do take away that when I meet people in public, I try to be as nice and as, and as accommodating as you could possibly be, because that's just a small price to pay for the, uh, you know, the blessing that you have at the job that you have.
4: That was Michael Cade talking about Vin Scully and the legacy he had at WFE sports and broadcasting as a whole. And that's it from the sports update today. I'm Michael Calamari with WFEV sports.
0: Thanks, Mike. And that's our show for today. I'm
1: Taylor Masetta. And I'm Nicoletta Pupavasilakis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock
0: for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFEV's What's What at WFEVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.